Now, one problem, one, one of the problems we uh, uh, I always have is like uh, finding out how to start shows, whether it be like a podcast or doing stand up. So one thing uh, like one thing that always like is a big obstacle for me is like get, uh, getting started. But like every time I, I watch you do stand up, like you got one of the like uh, one of the coolest and funniest opening lines when that like whenever you go, go on stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to know is like where the fuck like where the fuck did that come from? Man, I don't I don't even know, man. I, I think just I don't know when I first started, like I would just. Uh, man, I, that was like a big thing for me, like I, I wouldn't really know how to start, like I was like, should I just jump into a joke? Should I have like something to, I don't know, lubricate this crowd up somehow? Or I don't know, man. I just honestly, I don't know. I, I, I probably had like two or three whiskey shots, and I was like, I'm just call everybody in the crowd cute, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Like, if for the if for the people who listening who don't know, your opening line is, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> yeah, 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 I say that mostly all the time, unless like nobody's listening, then I just. I don't know, talk shit about somebody who was talking shit about me earlier. Yeah. And that's a, and, that, and like you, the, the, when you said that, like when nobody's listening, I think that's like one of the problems we have, especially at open mics here in Houston. Like you, yeah. you started showing it's mainly just people. Like I was at Jive yesterday and that was a bit, mm. that was a, the big issue I have. I couldn't like get my set, like full, I couldn't fully work on my set because the crowd was like not paying attention at all. And I'm like halfway yeah. through it. Not only that, it was like getting, like we're like paying less and less attention as the like I'm at minute two, minute three, and like it got worse because and I needed the crowd to work because I needed the the crowd to pay attention because like it, it like like that awkward situation happened where you say like the punchline of a joke and it's like so fucked up that they just pay attention to that last part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I think I said like I, I told a rape joke, which is not as like uh it's not as it's not as bad as it sounds right now. Uh, I'm not going to tell it because I'm still working on it. But if you r listen to the whole joke, it's not as bad as as the ending made the whole thing sound. You're right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah no. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Well, like, the, the, well, that's the issue. Like when audiences don't pay attention. And that's what I like. What, well, like what you do is like when, when you come on, like. And me and Nate talked about this last week is that you always gravitate like gra gravitate people towards you that they do pay attention when you go on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like at some nights, um, especially just like when all our buddies are around, you know, um, like, I, like, uh, you, you know, y'all were talking about in the last podcast, how like we're all pretty supportive of each other. And like, I think we're all excited to like see the next person go up on stage. And um yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel. Like, I'm excited to see, like, my friends, too, you know? But, uh, yeah, I guess just, like, me being absurd and just, like, saying just ridiculous things up there or even, like, just coming up there with, like, crazy energy um, would definitely, like, get people to pay attention, you know? And sometimes, you know, people don't want to hear it, though. Sometimes, like, people are like, why is this guy screaming or why the fuck is he... Why is he just being so extra? Like, uh, I was at the secret group last night, man, and those actually... Like, I saw this comic, man, I think he's from Austin. Uh, I wish I could remember his name, but uh, I was watching the show before the open mic. And this guy had, like, a completely opposite style as to, like, what I do. It was, like, real, like, calm and just, like, well-written, like, witty, like, dark shit. And I was just like, man, I wish, 
I wish I could do that. Like, you know, because I feel like I lean towards just like high energy uh, stuff just because maybe like my writing isn't really there yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was just watching. I was like, dude, that, I mean, that made me pay attention to him. And he was just real, uh, like monotone, you know? Yeah. In Houston, I think the only thing that works on the audiences, well, uh, at the open mics mainly, not not the shows, but at the open mics, is that you need high energy, or else nobody's gonna like pay attention to you, and that's <laughs> that's a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, how how was uh was it your first time going to drive yesterday? No, it's like my second time probably. Uh, I'm trying yeah. to like go more often. Like I like I said, I took a like a hiatus recently. And so I'm mm-hmm. starting to like pick pick back up again. And it's like it's weird because every time you take even just one week off of doing stand up, like you your rhythm is all fucked up when you like when you come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just just like anything, um, yeah, just like anything you do, you take some time off, like your rhythm, your timing, you know, even your comfortability of being up on stage is just a little bit off. Um everybody used to be like terrified. You know, I remember uh some of the first open mics I was going to was a, they used to have mics at the Houston Improv. And, um, you know, it's like a big stage, you know, you see like fucking, uh, like famous comedians perform there and it's just a super cool room. And I remember like going up there and uh, just being terrified. Like, I mean, I didn't know anyone. It was like unknown territory. I was just pretty much bombing every time I'd go. Uh, but I was just, Every time, dude, I was like shaking. I was like shaking my car, dude. Like it was so, so terrifying. And then now it's just like, just part of the routine. Like I still get really nervous, especially like right before going up. I was like, man, this could go really bad, or it could go well. Let's pray. Like let's pray and hope it goes well. But, um, yeah, man, I feel like just the more you do it, the it just kind of becomes routine. You know, it's kind of like muscle memory, I guess. Yeah, it does become routine. It's like it reminds me back like when I was going to high school or like back to school in general. And like you, you there's like a period in time where like you're doing all your schoolwork and you're all caught up. But then you take that three day weekend, you come back and you like you're not in the mood to do shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. You used to um, I was looking at your Instagram. You, you played football, right? Yeah, I used to play. Uh, how long did you play football? I played for like six years from seventh grade to my my uh, my senior year. And like I, I oh, try okay. to keep playing, I try to keep playing after high school, but like it just didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you got you got like a a mentality for just kind of like, uh, I mean, just like grinding it out, you know, like knowing what good days and what bad days look like. Um, well, yeah. So you can I have of- a, yeah, I, I always had that like in me. Plus, in like in the locker room, I was always like the. Um, remember my senior year. Uh, and like as I'm telling this, hey, can you do me a favor and turn like your phone vertical? Because for some reason it's not, it's not uh, turning. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. So as I'm like, st- like I, I, what I was saying is like my senior year, my coach told me like, because I was like the third string Z receiver, and like, and they told me, and my coach, my offensive coordinator told me like, A Z, look, man, you're probably not gonna play a lot this year, and like it's not, it's not like fun at practice having you take this like super serious and all that so can you like i'm gonna need you to like just have fun this season because you're not gonna like you're probably not gonna play a lot the two guys in front of you are like uh, our track state champions so so uh, like the best situation for you is to like just have fun make sure like you 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 up the morale of your teammates so and i and i mean i've always been like that which is like 
I've been considering doing, I've been like, this month is already a year of me doing stand-up. But I've been wanting to do it probably since I was like 10, 12 years old. Mm. Somewhere around that range. Do you remember, uh, what did you, uh, what did you see? Or like, what, was there like a comedian that you saw that you're like, man, I want to try that out. Holy, holy shit. Like, here's what's fucked up. Like, when I was, like, when I was first watching, like, specials, I was watching all black comedians. (laughs) So that's really, (laughs) I was really uh, uh, starting to, uh, that really started to influence me. And I started to, like, walk and talk like them. The first, like, special, first special I ever watched was uh, Eddie Griffin's You Could Tell Him I Said It back in 2011, which is, like, fucking hilarious. And, like, and I just remember the feeling uh, as I was watching Eddie Griffin, like, how hard I was laughing. It was like from that day on, I was like, I want to have this feeling all the time. Yeah. I knew that's for sure. I want to like laugh like this. Then I started watching uh fucking DL Hughley, uh Cat Williams. Uh my when I was in high school, like around my probably my sophomore year, uh I illegally downloaded the original Kingston comedy on my school laptop. <laughs> <I'm okay. laughs> Like that was the type of shit I was on, and I always wanted to do it. And I considered doing stand up for like a, a variety show or a talent show they had like uh, my senior year. I was like, you know, I should do it. But then I got like fucking lazy, didn't do it. Then like that, like later on, I did, when I did uh, did stand up for the first time, and I thought I regretted it not doing it that year. But then when I did stand up for the first time, uh, la- like last year, uh, la- last December, I realized. Shit, I was not gonna walk up on the stage in front of the whole school and do like the shit I thought I was uh, that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a humbling experience too. Like when you go on stage, when you work on your material, you find out the shit you thought is funny isn't actually funny. Like I don't oh, yeah. know, like you, you like you do stand up for the like the f- first time or you try material for the first time. That's when you're when you find out it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. Even like if you're like uh like continuing to like evolve as a comic, like you know, the things you were doing six months ago, you know, you might not even like anymore. Or they you know, you may like um end up like refining them into like something totally different, you know. And uh yeah, man, yeah, I, I feel like you know, m- my first like five minutes were I, I don't I don't even do those anymore because they were just like these I don't know. They weren't good stories. They were just all stories. I'm like, I'm gonna be a storyteller. Like that's what I want to be. And uh, you know, I, I don't think I was, I, you know, starting off, I don't think I was. I didn't have the skills to like uh, punch up a story to make it interesting to keep people's like attention on me. You know, I just had these fucking funny stories, but on stage they they didn't translate that well, or I, at least I didn't know how. Yeah, you notice yeah. that, like, doing stand-up, like, you grow up very, very fast because I, like, if I look at, like, a set list and punchlines, like, uh, jokes and uh, stuff I've written down, I was, like, like three months ago, which is not that long ago, and I'm, like, why the fuck did I think this shit was funny? It's, like, what yeah. the, like, this, I ain't shit for writing this shit. No wonder it didn't work out. Like, oh, you yeah. ever have that? Like, like, you realize, like, wait, this is not that long ago, and I realize this shit is not as funny as I thought it was. Oh, yeah, dude, all, all the time. Sometimes I'll, like, try a new joke out or something. I'm like, I don't know why I thought this would be a good idea. Um, 
but I did hear from like a more experienced comedian one time, like he asked me, uh, <clears throat> he asked me what I was working on. And I just like ran a premise by him. And uh, he just kind of looked at me with like a blank face. And uh, I was like, oh man, fuck it. I guess I'll just scrap it. He's like, no man, he's like, don't scrap it. He's like, just put it down for a little bit. And whenever you think you're a better comedian, a better writer, then come back to it. You know, he's like, maybe you will have to throw it away, but maybe not, you know? So that kind of made me think like, okay, well, any idea could uh, eventually end up having legs. Um, just, you know, you have to like build up the skills for it. Yeah. With like, stage I, time. I, I li- yeah, I noticed that like you, you have like old jokes, uh, like let's say from six months ago, then you like you, you do, you're doing open mics for a couple months, you get better and better. Then you go back and like you find a way like to better execute that joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it fits in your, you know, in your set or, you know, but in what rooms it'll work in, what rooms it won't. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I love, I love doing stand-up comedy, man. I honestly didn't think I'd like enjoy doing it this much just because, uh, I don't know, at one point I was just like looking for an outlet. I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do. Like, uh, you know, I was like, I tried out like improv comedy, um, which is it's still fun, you know, just like the theater I was going to, like, closed down for a while. I think they're opening back up soon. But um, I was doing that, and then I was like, maybe I should try to uh, try stand-up comedy, too. And I was just kind of doing it, like, man, I was doing it, like, once or twice a month when I first started. Like, I didn't really take it that serious. And um, and then now, I'm just, like, in love with it, dude. Like, I'm in love with just, like, the process. Um just seeing my buddies, man, seeing, seeing all my good friends, you know, all the fucking, I always look forward to seeing them, man. Like they just hanging out, like roasting each other. Um, just, just fucking having a good time, man. I never thought I'd enjoy it that much. See, like, and I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm gonna put your feet to the fire a little bit. Like, is it one that was standing with like one of those things that you start to like, actually, once you like, once you figure it out, you were, pretty good at it or did you like you go through did you struggle but still found like find a way to like it um i think uh, yeah i was like through the struggle i guess like you know i think i don't know just like that cliche shit like anything worth doing is always gonna be fucking difficult um because like stand-up hurts man i mean like there's some nights it's oh god like nobody shows up you know it's just all comics or you have a show and I don't know, man. <laughs> There's, man, my family saw me at a show one time and, oh, God, that was like the worst I've ever done, you know, and <clears throat> that was like the worst I've ever felt getting on stage, you know, and, um, yeah, man, I don't know. They're just painful nights, but I think like the good, the, the highs outweigh the lows for sure. Like whenever you're in a room and it's just like, oh, man, like that was like an out of body experience. Like, I can't believe like that was me or, you know, people actually paid attention or enjoyed my stuff and it, it just it just feels good man yeah yeah so i think like through, through the fucking struggle and then you know seeing like oh okay there, I, I could have a good night here and then you know eventually i think like uh i think like the more you do it the better you get at it <clears throat> you're like less probable to do bad like even like you know even if you're good you it's a roll of the dice man every night every night you never know what's gonna happen which I, I think I love that. I love, uh, it almost feels like we're gambling. It's just like, tonight's the night, man. Tonight's the night. And then 
maybe you lose, you know, and then I mean sometimes you win. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like what you said, like when, when, while doing improv, like because while you were doing improv, did you think like you will be able to do stand up no problem or and then you get get that humbling experience of like what like what what's truly funny or did you like face it knowing it was good, like knows, knowing it was going to be difficult? Um, I for sure knew it was going to be like. A, I think they could complement each other, like if you're good at one, I think some of the things could apply to another one. I mean, like just even like being on stage alone or even public speaking. Like, I think that that's just a big fear for everybody. And um, I was afraid of that. Like, I'm still a pretty like timid person. If, if you don't know me, you know, I'm not really like uh, outgoing in that way where I'm going to be making connections and talking to people that I don't know that well, but uh, improv helped me do that. Improv helped me just realize that kind of uh, you can talk to people, you can, you can branch out, you can get out of your comfort zone. Um, you know, just having like some bright lights on you and performing and saying what you want to say and kind of not folding under that pressure. Um, I feel like that kind of helped me with stand up. But stand up is like, I think like totally different. Though. I mean, you're up there by yourself. You know, you got you got five minutes to try and make people laugh. But so we're like improv is kind of, you know, sometimes you have like a 25, 30 minute set with a group of people, you know, I mean, of course it's divided, you're not up there the whole time, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I knew it was going to be difficult though. Um, just cause I, I wasn't used to joke writing or, uh, just being by myself on the stage. I like, I always like it when we're at a open mic and this happens, like there's a, there's either a theater student, some girl that writes poetry and yeah. she thinks she could like, and she's like looking, and being very dismissive and like part like participating for some fucking reason. And then she like <laughs> decides to like do it. <laughs> and like, and then she gets that experience of doing stand-up, like the finding out the shit you think is funny your whole life is not is not as funny as you thought it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Nah, it's a humbling experience, man. I think that's why I like uh those mics where there's like a it's like a poetry musician, uh you know, storytelling and comedy open mic like it's <laughs> it's interesting just to see what like how uh how comics will just kind of like walk the line or even pass it you know as to like opposed to maybe other mediums where they aren't saying these uh I don't know what some people think are called offensive but we're just up there being funny or trying to be funny um, and as you go into the those uh, those like open mics with with poetry and music and like acoustic guitars, people bringing, and they and they do this shit, fucking stamming, instead right. of clapping, and then yeah. you're like just like saying you're funny, like <laughs> like I'm just imagine you doing your set, and like people at the end just like <laughs> when, it <doesn't, laughs> when it doesn't fit at all. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, no, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, the person I would love to see, like uh, at a mic like that, is uh, is Michael Mondragon, bro. Like I, I, I love his style. Motherfucker's funny as hell. Good, good friend too. But um, I, I've seen like uh, I've seen him like kill, and like the, I'll look over at a, at a. I, I remember like this 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 moment we're at like um, damn where we're at. I think we were like at Darwin's or something. I don't know. There was some lady watching. 
and uh he's like killing he's he's doing really good and whenever he would like finish a joke uh this lady was just like making the craziest face like face gestures like she was like so disgusted by it <laughs> and that shit was hilarious man uh i can't even imagine like what that would be like at you know one of those poetry open mics or anything like that uh that shit would be fucking funny man i'm imagining just michael going through and you know my like michael the, the way michael writes his jokes is like is perfect for a quiet room. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and, like, and like him just getting to his punch punchlines and and just like the awkwardness I could uh, like we all feel, and the only one we'll be laughing is the motherfuckers that came with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, that dude's good, man. Um, uh, so like, how do you feel? is the fastest way to grow like what is your like idea of success and like what do you think is like the way to get there like for you personally um man i think uh i think just putting in the time you know like really i, I think it's just just putting in the time man just going to mics riding a lot um you know, even like making connections with other people too, you know, I think that's like a big part of it as well. Like, of course, like being genuine, like, you know, you're not trying to like snake your way into places, but yeah, I think just being cool, just uh, just being cool people. Um, man, I don't know. I, that, that's something I've been thinking about recently. I'm just like, man, what what is like uh, the route to success? Like, is it recording your sets a little bit more and like how is how is, can this become a career from where, what we're doing now? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been thinking about. Like, you know, am I always hoping for I don't know the right person at the right time to be in the room with me to like notice like, oh, okay, you know, I like your set. Hey, do you want to be on a show? You know, or like, do you know, do you want to make it more? Um, I feel like you have to make yourself more accessible, like using social media as a tool, which I'm not good at, but. Um, I think, yeah, man, probably just like posting like quality clips. You know, I know there's like a couple of comics in town who have gotten noticed that way and they'll like open up for like, you know, big acts and stuff. And um, I feel like that's like a great way to just spread out, you know, like that way, not only are 30 people in a room watching you, now you possibly reached a couple thousand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me and Nate, me and Nate talked about this last week because uh, like maybe the, uh, the fastest way to like success is to find a way to go viral and like i don't mean like millions and millions i mean like like a couple hundred like maybe if we get to a hundred thousand then we go like do a show all over houston do a show houston austin like anywhere in this area and like maybe we get we get some like actual clout and some notoriety yeah yeah no i think that that's uh yeah, man. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with that. You know, I think that's a. Uh, yeah, yeah. You just reach so many more people that way. Yeah. And like. In a way, like. And I don't, I don't feel good doing it sometimes because I feel like it's me. But like. I like I like how can I make this as much like me as possible? Like, how can I make if I make a little little sketch for for like for a video like how can i make this like so so like me because i like doing stand-up bro strictly 
like yeah. I'm not into like that 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 improv or that theater or that any of that acting stuff, but mm-hmm. like I'm willing to 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 do that in like in order to like expand because I don't know like maybe it could be good maybe it could be bad like like could could it become like like a a, a situation like Dave Chappelle who was like writing sketches like who were like super hilarious like probably one of the greatest sketch shows of all time and just like leave it because you want to do stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think like, uh, yeah, I think like adding those tools like to your toolbox uh, can definitely be helpful. You know, even if, man, I remember I took these, uh, I took these acting classes like a couple months back. Um, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to do something different. And uh, man, I was like way out of my comfort zone. Like to me, that was weird. Like kind of being in front of the camera all the time, um, you know, pl- playing a, a character that isn't something that I made up. It's it's something that somebody else thought of, and they're like, "Hey, I think you'd be a good fit for this character," which is fun. Uh, I, I love you know playing fucking make believe. That's cool. Um, but I was like just way out of my comfort zone. But I feel like it did help with kind of like a lot of things, like just with the facial gestures I make, or even like the things that I do. Uh, I was more aware of the things that I do when I'm uncomfortable. I was like, oh, I'll put my head down here. Like I'll start laughing if I'm like nervous or, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I think, I think that stuff could be helpful for sure. Yeah. Like would you do something like write a movie or, 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 or write for, write for a movie or some, or some shit like that, a script or even the, uh, like, like I know, I know this is like pretty far down the line we're talking about, but like, do, do you ever have like ideas like that? Uh, like writing a movie, anything like that? Yeah, like making the movie, writing a movie, do like anything that that requires like a short film or some something like that. Yeah, yeah, man. I uh, man, I'm like a, a big Jordan Peele fan, bro. Like, I love, I love him. I love that he, you know, had like a comedic brain, but now he's kind of like uh, somebody who, you know, make you know. I, I really like I just really love horror and shit and I feel like he's kind of you know I, I don't know what the right word is uh kind of like redefining what modern day horror is and I man I love that I fucking that's like real inspiring and uh yeah no I've thought about it before I've thought about yeah. it before like later on down the line yeah or yeah, yeah yeah no I think that'd be cool man I think that's I think like film is probably like to me that's like every uh that's like every art medium put into one that's like you know visuals writing uh you know acting uh music like it, it's kind of everything all into one you know i feel like it's kind of when it comes out good that's like a it's like a masterpiece you know yeah when i think about stuff like that i don't want to make a movie because like i like to have like creative control and if that makes sense, like I would like every bit of this movie to come out exactly how I think of it. And like, it's, and it's hard to, to do that. Like, unless you're like Quentin Tarantino, who's fucking amazing. Like, yeah. like it's, it's hard to like do that, especially become successful doing that because like every, like when Quentin Tarantino, like first started out, I can't imagine that like other people were like, Hey, this is some good stuff. No, but like pro- people were probably like, like this shit is ridiculous. It's not even in order. It was like, what the fuck is wrong with the editing? But yeah. And then now like, it's legendary. I, 
Yeah, it's legendary. And that's why I like I like about what I like about Jordan Peele is like get out. Like I hate horror horror movies in general. Like I, I can't stand them. But like get out it has to be like one of my favorite uh my, my favorite horror movie. Like like I, I feel like that's a horror movie that's done right because that's that's one thing that I, I can enjoy watching. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, I think it, you know, it's not like a typical, you know, slasher film or, um, you know, kind of like having those kind of cliche, like played out, you know, like fucking six teens in a house and there's some crazy guy outside trying to kill him. Like, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's different. I wish I was more uh, articulate to try to explain why I love Get Out, but, yeah, or why I love Jordan Peele, but yeah, yeah, no, he's cool. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be like the guy who who goes for horror movies and like you don't make it. Now you're one of the actors working at haunted houses, working like one month a year. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, that's another. I hate that shit, bro. I hate like the like the fucked up people that have to work at haunted houses. Like that's why I don't go to haunted houses, bro. I'm gonna pick a stick up and beat the fuck out of one of those people if I go in there because like I can't handle it, bro. I was working at I work at a at, at a shoe store right now. Probably a week ago, to a week and a half ago, some fucking kid walks in there with a clown mask on. It's not even fucking. It's nowhere. It's November. It's late November. It's not nowhere near fucking Halloween. One kid had, had a clown mask, and I had to tell my manager, "Look, um, I have to go in the back while this kid is fucking right here, because I'm gonna punch him in the fucking face if he walks in, like near me." I swear to, because I got, I got. Corophobia, like a phobia of clowns. So, like, Wait, what is it? What's it called? Corophobia, chlorophobia, something like that. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a name for it. That's great. Of course, there is, though, but yeah. Like, like it's a phobia of clowns. And, like, <laughs> I even remember there was like a, a police there. There was like a cop there outside. And I asked him, like, um, officer, um, let's say I, I have this phobia of clowns, and there's this like little kid with a with clown mask in there. Can I punch him in the face and plead self-defense if he walks up behind me? Because, I, like, it was this little asshole Mexican kid, which really pissed me off even more. Just walking around like like, like everything's normal with a fucking, like, clown mask on. That, that Like, that's a hood covering his whole head, but, like, the face is a mask. And, like, like I swear to God, if this kid walks up, I'm going to break his... Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock the paint off that mask. <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, uh, I forgot what year it was that, uh, you know, there was just a whole bunch of clowns everywhere. Uh, I thought it was just, like, an internet thing, but I used to go to this park all the time. I was walking my dog, and um, it was kind of like a wooded area, and uh, I saw a clown walk into the wooded area where, like, I used to hang out. Like, me and my, I would just let my dog loose, and she'd just run around. But, uh, yeah, I saw a fucking clown in there, dude. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not afraid of clowns, but I mean, if some guys with the like a whole clown get up during the day at a park and he had a knife, like I don't know what would happen, you know? Yeah. So those, yeah, man. Um, what I enjoy, like what I enjoyed during that, I think it was like 2016, where like a bunch of people started like dressing up as clowns and and, and fucking with people. Um, and like what I enjoy seeing is like going on YouTube and watching the fucked up videos where like they're like a bunch of guys from the hood are in the car. And they like all get out and chase him with fucking bats and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, clowns got fucked up that year. Yeah. 
that was like that was satisfying to watch. See these people <laughs> fucking. You're trying to you're trying to scare people now. Now you're now you're gonna get your ass kicked. But uh, yeah, I, I swear to God, I will kill a clown. Don't don't fuck with me. I will run. I will run it over. Don't try and get in front of my car trying to do some sexy scary shit. I, but anyways, uh, what else? But yeah, like. That's a that like the way I, the way I think about it like the way to 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 be successful like like doing doing comedy is like maybe it's like the notoriety like we have to achieve first because like the more people know you the more people watch you and the pe- like people watching you is like the, the goal the, the people mm-hmm. people watching you and laughing but like I don't know like I'm thinking like I'm t- I, I like I changed my major and I'm going to school this spring and I'm, I'm and I'm taking I'm, uh, I'm becoming a the I want to become a theater major uh, I guess so there like there's that plus like uh, the way it happened was like I was at my at advisor's office and like trying to choose my classes and I, I told her like uh, I want to be a coach so I think I want to do kinesiology and then like she she fucking told me like um, uh, you, in order to be a coach you're gonna have to also be a teacher so you're gonna have to major in something you could teach either math science uh, history whatever I was like uh, I'm not, I ain't good at none of that shit like it's my third year in college and I'm still a freshman like I don't know if you haven't picked up yet but I'm having a hard time right now and like I'm just sad and I was like and like my, my the advisor just looking at me I don't know what to tell you and I was like and then like it just occurred to me and I was like what if I I mean I do stand up and I'm in the in the in the Houston comedy scene like what if I take a theater class and, and, and try to become a theater teacher at a, at a high school I was like and then she was like oh that's actually a good idea so like you know I contacted like the prof- like the uh I don't know what what are the theater teachers like professors do you still call them professors in college like I don't fucking know so I contacted the, the whoever runs the the, the the program and like I was like, yeah, I consider it. And like the way I'm thinking is like I could get like some some skills, some like probably learn how to how to do sketches, uh, learn how to write scripts or whatever. And like maybe I can like expand on that because that's what I'm thinking about doing. Like I said, going on social media, doing sketches and trying 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 to to be to be more known. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a good move, man. I mean, especially, you know, I think uh yeah, I think with like theater stuff, I think you're definitely gonna have to be doing um, like some improv stuff in, in theater too, I think. Um, I think there's, yeah, I know a couple theater majors. Um, yeah, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're definitely uh, got, got, got some good uh, skills in their, you know, in their repertoire. That was a big word for me, dude. <laughs> uh, that hurt my head. You've been struggling, you've been struggling <laughs> to find out where since the beginning of that sentence. <laughs> but yeah. Ah shit. You took so long trying to find that I forgot what I was about to say. Um yeah. Ah, what was I gonna say? You're talking about uh Yeah, like yeah. Cut, doing sketches and like I know it's there somewhere, goddamn. And I even took uh Oh shit! Your video went out for a minute. Uh, uh, one sec. All right. All right. But yeah, like, and I said, like, I made a a TikTok and like I hate it for what it is, but like, I feel like 
uh, this could like be the way like this could be the way to make it out like just clips whatever sound sound bites from the podcast and like like one of those hits like and, and, and like and it could the ball could start rolling so that's like my mentality doing it yeah i think so too man i think that way you know or even just like traveling too you know like just you know we're, we're close to like a pretty good scene like the austin scene you know there, there's so many people out there uh so many mics, so many, you know, uh, people you can connect with. Um, yeah, I think, I think like covering all your bases, you know, like um, having like a good social media presence, uh, you know, like you said, like having sketches, you know, uh, even like funny stand up clips of yourself, you know, um, uh, and then just fucking just getting around, you know, I think that way you, you never know who you'll meet. You never know if you'll do good in front of them and, you know, they, they might be like, Hey man, you know, follow you on this, that, whatever. And then you're, you're connected in that way. And, you know, they might ask you to go on the road with them or fucking do a show with them or whatever it is. Not yeah. that I know. I mean, I haven't gotten to that point, but that I, I'm in my head. I mean, that, that that's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. My issue is, I think, I, I think like I, I said, this like a plenty of times. My issue is I think I want to become, uh, I want to become famous. But when I say that, like, I don't want that celebrity status because I hate it. Like, I hate watching reality TV and all these people like did nothing, nothing to to to, to earn that. Like I always said, like, if they ever gave me a, a deal for a reality show, I'm going to need the money up front because I like I'm not sure if I'm going to make it with y'all. Motherfuckers. Like, so pretty, pretty much like soon there's like be a like if they ever offer me a deal for like one of them, them shits. You'll see me on TMZ, like uh, 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 Z.A. Garcia's reality show, uh, reality show project closed six days into production after he drop kicked the producer and bitch slapped the director. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I swear to God, you better not whisper shit in my ear. Hey, like, hey, would you, when you talk to your sister, can you like uh, uh, bring up that she's a whore or something? Like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not like. Like that, I feel like that's selling out, but, but that's why I want like, I want that, uh, like I listen to a lot of Dave Chappelle and like what he speaks about, like, is that, and he talks about, like, I think it was in his special from like before he disappeared, uh, for what it's worth, I think it's called. And like, he, he talks about being a celebrity and like, uh, like he goes into Michael Jackson and like. That's where he fucking famously said, where is Ja? Like, who gives a fuck what Ja rules? Ja rule thinks at a time like this. I'm fucking scared to death. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that's the, like, that's, that's the, that's the way I think about it. Like, you see, like, all these people, like, taking uh, time off. Like, uh, like, it's in the news, like, uh, Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons, football player, he, he took, he taken, He's taking some games off to work on his mental health, and everyone's looking at him oh, like, "Well, whatever the fuck." But like, you remember back when Martin Lawrence had like a, a mental breakdown, and like went running down the street in his underwear, saying, "Screaming, they're trying to kill me!" It's like, like what? Like maybe, maybe that's the shit. Like we're trying to like trying to avoid nowadays. Is what I'm thinking because it's hard, man. Like when the when the eyes of the public are on you. And, like, I think that's, like, the only thing that scares me, like, doing stand-up. Like, I'm not saying – I don't want to sound arrogant saying I'm going to be big, but, like, 
if I if like the goal is to become big, it's like that. That's like the stuff that scares me. Yeah, yeah, like kind of like losing control. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like you know somebody somebody like Martin Lawrence who's kind of like a you know he's like on top of the world at one point. Like he's one of the funniest guys, um, fucking selling out arenas and shit. Like just doing good. Uh, you know, all movies and you know martin i fucking I remember i used to watch martin all the fucking time like i love martin lawrence but um yeah the idea of that like kind of being on top of the world and then just losing it one day like just or um even just like hurting yourself or hurting the people around you like to me that's uh that's scary and not not physically but just you know just fucking spiraling out of control and then Oh man, then the eyes, yeah, like you said, man, then your reputation kind of goes down the drain and you kind of lose it all, man. That's, yeah, that's terrifying. That, that shit scares me. Then that scares a lot bro, of like, people. Yeah, bro, you know who's who's not around, who used to be around all the time? Fucking Paul Rodriguez. Oh yeah, I remember, uh, I remember I used to watch him um, when they had stand up on Comedy Central. I don't know if they still do that anymore, but. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching him back in the day. I didn't watch too much of his stuff, but yeah, what happened to that guy though? Like, I'm seriously, I'm seriously thinking the same thing. I was like, this guy was I thought this guy was like on top of the world. He was on HBO and whatnot. Like, dude was doing movies left and right, and then all of a sudden, I try to look for him on on, on social media, on Instagram. He has like five thousand followers or some shit. I was like, what? Like, it's crazy how like someone like how someone's career could go like downhill from like from that shit mm. like it's uh like what happens like i think i think like the last time i seen him in public like he has a special out that came out a couple years ago but like i think the last time we seen him was like he was on uh, on the fucking dog whisperer <laughs> <laughs> bro how you go from hbo talking shit to, to the dog whisperer you know you you fucking you fucked up when you oh you're down dude yeah you, you you're down if you're fucking having caesar milan tell your dogs that like a bitch that's uh that's tough man yeah that that is that is a scary thing or even like remaining stagnant you know that i'm pretty sure there's like a lot of guys that we've seen like growing up um, that, you know, just kind of lost it. Like they just don't, maybe they didn't keep up with the times in some sort of way, like just stop working or, I don't know. But is the, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what I, I heard? Like, you remember Sam, like, not remember, but I heard what Sam Kinison, what happened to Sam Kinison is that like, he worked his whole life on one hour. Like that hour, then he released that hour into a special. Then after that, like he was like having trouble because like I only had that one hour and like it took me my whole life to write that. And like now, like now that I, that, that, that's been out on HBO and whatever, everyone that's seen it, I need a new hour. But I don't have the re- my I don't have my, my whole career to, to, to write it. And like and that, that's another thing that scares me, bro. Like what if I if what if one day I go dry? What if one day I like I have a writer's blog that I can't. I can't come back from like you ever have writer's block like that uh yeah yeah I mean I, you know I think I'm still like relatively like new and stuff and I definitely have dealt with that um I don't know that's why I try to like do something 
when I'm feeling that way, I just try to do something else. You know, it's like, um, I think I heard, I forgot where I heard this, but it was like an advice. It was some advice that Paul Mooney gave to another comedian. He's like, if you're not feeling uh, inspired, he's like, just like go watch a movie. Like, you know, go, go out for a walk. Um, go do something else other than trying to perform all the time. Uh, you know, that way, like, because inspiration is never going to come to you. Like, you always got to look for that stuff. Um, and I think, like, being a comedian, especially, like, an open micer, if you're just always hanging out at bars, um, you know, at comedy clubs or whatever it is, I think, like, eventually that that's kind of, like, what your brain becomes, you know, like, just kind of this routine, like, you know, you're not really thinking outside the box anymore because you're not spending time alone or, um, you know, maybe you're not doing something else that interests you and, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're not allowing your brain to kind of, you know, fucking think about different things, but yeah, no, that definitely happens to me though. And whenever that does happen, I just try to, I don't know, man, go to a museum, fucking go watch a movie, uh, hang out with my dog. I don't know, something, talk to friends. Um, yeah. 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 I feel Let's like on a bigger it. scale though, on a bigger scale, like I wonder how, you know, big comics deal with writer's block. I wonder if it's in a similar way or if it's, it's any different yeah what i do to avoid that is like i don't sit down and write because that's not how it comes to me like what i like to do is like walk like just go out get, go out about my day like whether i'm at work or at or at the or anywhere with my family uh i like to like what it, that's where the funny thoughts thoughts come up and that's where the funny thoughts come up and and like when they come up, like I like to write them down. And what I then like to do is, uh, I think Patrice O'Neill did, did did something like this: is like, like you you bring it up in conversation, like it's normal, like like it's normal conversation. And yeah, people will look at you like you're fucked up, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Nobody's talking about fucking dogs right now. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like that, like that's how you work it, <laughs> so you know how it interacts with people. Like a lot yeah. of people have that like that issue. Like if you you're just sitting at a desk by yourself, like you just you're just spitballing ideas but to yourself like this is nothing but stuff going on in your own head you go out you try it on people like on people because that's who your audience is going to be not people in, not those people that you're talking to in particular but but people that that people are going to come to see you so that's who need who needs to who needs to who needs to who it needs to work on yeah i think i think running bits by people who aren't come is also helpful too I think like running it by comics can be helpful in like a lot of ways because you know you'll get some tags or um, you know comics watch comedy all the time so they know what's funny and what's not. Um, but also audience members don't. Uh, audience members, yeah, it could just be like your friends, your family, like you know people who aren't, who don't do comedy or don't try to entertain people. And if they find something funny, then that kind of lets you know that a random set of audience members will probably find that funny too now what i hear from what i what i hear about around the street is that like you're probably you're one of the um the best roasters in the in the houston scene and like <laughs> and i've seen it <laughs> i've fucking seen it in person that too now what what i like to do do you feel like when when you're talk, when you like when you're talking with, with with your friends or like when you're hanging out around other comics, and 
And that's where like all the all the the stuff comes. Like, does roasting come natu- naturally to you? Is that something like you've always been able to do? Nah, man, not not at all. I think, uh, like I said, like I've always been like kind of like timid and like shy and shit. Um, I never really knew how to like use my words to, uh, I guess, I don't know, defend myself. And you know, whenever you're getting roasted, it's not it's not anything like bad that people are trying to people aren't trying to hurt you. Like you're just having fun. You just trying to get some laps or whatever you know if, if anything when people roast you it's because they like you um but uh no man i don't i don't even know where the fuck that came from honestly i have no idea i don't know if it's maybe from like being small or some shit i don't know and i just feel like people are or people like try to fuck with me and i'm just like all right bitch i'm gonna fucking cut you with this knife now um <laughs> but yeah man no nah, no nah, definitely uh yeah just having having people around me too like like Nate Ortiz kind of gets it out of me sometimes, you know. I don't. He was on your. He was on your last episode. Super. I fucking love that guy, man. Um, but uh, yeah, when I first met Nate, he was the one roasting me. Like, uh, I, I was like, man, I don't. We we're like in a group chat or even in person. You know, he'd like be making fun of me, calling me short, saying I fucking, you know, drive little baby trucks or, I don't know. I remember, dude, <laughs> one time he was. He was fucking getting my ass bad. He like, I guess he screenshotted all these pictures of like these like little miniature toy houses, and then he's like, "Crib, like, Danny." Bastard. <laughs> and uh, I had nothing for it. I had nothing for it. This was like a while back too. And then he's, you know, he he definitely he did that. He did that shit this morning with I don't even know what some fucking I don't know some fucking stupid video, but. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i don't know to me that's funny like i'll, I'll watch like roasters kind of like um like david lucas i don't know if you ever seen david lucas um he's like a regular on kill tony but like him and tony hinchcliffe have like uh every time uh david lucas is on his show they just roast each other and, like to me that shit's fucking hilarious like just making fun of other people's appearance or how they talk whatever man like that shit is i don't know to me that that's just kind of being in the moment too, you know, cause you're not thinking about a roast, like before you see someone or maybe sometimes you do, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. Honestly, maybe just people making me mad or something. I don't know. Yeah. What, like what I noticed is like when I started doing standup, like one thing that comes like rather not, it doesn't come easy, but it comes easier than, than, than most, most things is that uh, is crowd work. And like, what I realized is I'm just taking out my anger on the audience. <laughs> <laughs> which is like like i fucking i fucking hate you motherfucker. like y'all, y'all staring at me like i'm supposed to be like i'm supposed to do good uh but but yeah like what i think it comes from because i was also shy and quiet and whatever then i realized i i, I took so much like i took so much shit like one of the things one of the things i like to do is i like to daydream and like have me- of memories in the past and like how how i would have like if i had my brain now back then like, what do you want? This <sighs> bitch. All right, get out. <laughs> Sorry, that's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna edit that out. I'm not, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Keep gonna, gonna... yeah I'm living at home. Who gives a fuck? But <laughs> where was I? Yeah, I was also quiet, bro, and shy. What I realized is I like to daydream and like think about like interactions I had in the past. And like I remember one time during middle school. 
And this is how far back I'm going. Here's the fucking serial killer man I have that 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 goes back. It's like it's seventh grade. It's study hall. These two girls who 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 I thought were cute were sitting on like the table next to me. Now they, these bitches don't fucking talk to me at all. They never fucking talk. I'm invisible to them like eighty, like ninety nine percent of the fucking time. Like cruel shoe, like. Now that I think about it, like they never like fuck they fucking never looked at me, never acknowledged me, never knew I existed, like until until this one day we're in study hall and they have like this thing for their art class and and they go, uh Zuriel, we were wondering, uh, since you're such a good drawer, can you do this for us? And me like a fucking like like a fucking pussy back in seventh grade, which I was, like I did it. And I was like I'm thinking, like, what, what would have I done if I had my brain back, like, right now, back then? I was like, fucks, no, the fuck is wrong with you? No, not going to fucking talk to me all semester long. Now you're going to want me to do your home for you? Fuck the fuck off. I was like, and this shit like that was like, I, I, like, ever since I started doing stand-up, hey, you good, bro? Can you hear me? Oh, my bad. My phone fucked up. Hold on. My phone fell, and I just noticed I'm on 1%. Hold on. Uh, God ah, goddamn. shit. We're fucked. Hold on. Come on, man. Plug it in. I got you can't it. can't end the it. podcast like this, man. No, I got it. I got it. Ah, uh, damn. I got to turn my phone to the side. Though. Wait, maybe not. Damn, my bad. I just fucked up this episode. Yeah, you probably did. Shit. All right. You plugged in? We're, we're uh, good? Yeah. Right. Wait, 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 wait. We just, you just turned vertical. I mean, horizontal. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. It works. All right. Hell yeah. Ah, man, we right. we got to do this episode again, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to be a clip going on TikTok. Us figuring shit out. Hey, if you're watching this, this is the end of the episode, by the way. We're still trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> but yeah, what I noticed like doing stand-up is like I became more mean and like more honest and brutally honest. Like... <laughs> Yes, this is yesterday at Jive. Nate's supposed to host the thing, and and we're all trying to text him. Like he's not, he, he wasn't showing up. Like, what the fuck is where the fuck is Nate? And then like here's the interaction. Like, dude, like uh he he like after trying to text him and reach him, Grant was trying to text him and call him. And he was like, uh, I fell asleep into the mic. I didn't make it out. And, and like I just replied to him, damn, bro, we've been looking for you. And then I and like and without missing a beat, I double texted him immediately and said, you know, if you were dead, which I thought for a minute, I wouldn't have done anything and been okay with it. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you know what? You know what's the crazy thing? I actually uh yeah, yeah. To your point though, I I definitely feel more honest and um kind of not afraid to say what's on my mind. Uh especially like hanging around with other comics too, you know, because like they're not going to really take things personal unless you're saying like mean shit, like, uh, I don't know, uh, something about their family or fucking uh, their comedy. Like I feel like, you know, if you talk about somebody's comedy in a negative way, you know, it, maybe cross the line a little bit, but, um, but yeah. Bro, I noticed that, I noticed that, I noticed that you, you like, you could talk about me, like talk about how I look the way I, whatever. But the yeah. minute you bring up, you even talk about my family sometimes. I don't give a fuck. Like when, mm-hmm. when you when I'm getting roasted, you bring up my comedy. That shit hurt me because that's the oh, shit I'm yeah. working on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's your fucking heart and soul right there, man. If, yeah, it, that shit hurts. That that shit cuts deep. 
Um, but yeah, so the thing about Nate last night, man, uh, dude, yeah, I heard about, you know, you know, people were like, hey, where's Nate at? Where's Nate? Um, and for a second, for a second, because Nate's not the type of guy that just wouldn't show up to host something. Uh, I know he enjoys hosting and he's good at it. Um, uh, for a second, I thought, like, what if something happened to Nate? And, and the last thing, like, I, honestly, I, I felt like, I was like, man, it, it kind of bummed me out. Well, not kind of, it bummed me out because I, I love him. That's, that's my friend, you know? And um, I was just thinking uh, the last thing me and him said to each other were just mean things. Like, what we were texting each other. Like, and I was like, oh, man. Oh, you should shit, put that up at the funeral. Just, huh? put it on the, just put it in the slideshow at the funeral, like calling <laughs> each other, like, whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But that did make me realize, man, like, how, um, I don't know, just, I feel like the people you have around you, especially, like, like the class that, that we're in right now, like, it's, um, Man, that shit, it's like, it's just a blessing though, like to have that because like everyone's in a similar age range. I think we all definitely all from different backgrounds and like we all understand each other and like bounce off of each other. And we're all like happy to see each other all the time. It's always like fucking just a good time, good energy. And um, I don't know, man, I'm just fucking just thankful for, for these fucking guys that, that are around right now that I, you know, I get to be a part of the class that, you know, we're, we're at open mics damn near every night, you know? Yeah. What well, I, I want to ask, like, like about the scene, like you know who, you, like I'm trying to figure this out. Like, am I the baby here? Because like, who is the youngest guy on the scene? You're like 20. I'm 20. Yeah, it's not me, right? It's not 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 a 19 year old anywhere. Uh, I think it's you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, the, I think it's I'm you, the baby bro. brother. Then shit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You like you like the little cousin that we all made smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking, he grows up all tough and shit because his older brothers kick the shit out of him. <laughs> you know he grows up all tatted up and, and has like tattooed tears and shit. I wanted to be like that so bad, bro. So bad. And I'm, I'm glad that was not the outcome. Hey, bro, you know, you know, what? like the, I got when I was getting roasted, like after Vato's Locos, like, well, last time I went, uh, I think it was like shit. They, they they told me something that like I never picked up on and like I I think they called me, they were trying to figure it out but like, at the end they told me, you know what you sound like you sound like a Mexican Christopher Walken, and like that shit. <laughs> 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 Who the fuck told you that? <laughs> that is. <laughs> hey dog, that is fucking spot on. Who the fuck told you that? <laughs> I don't know who told me that, man. <laughs> it was Nate. Or who was the other guy who showed up? Man, I forgot. It wasn't. It was either Nate, not Marlo. It wasn't Marlo. It was either Nate or who was the guy who showed up late? Ah, uh, you were. You, I think it was after you left. That's when they called me that shit. Bro, that's funny as fuck. That is whoever. Yeah, man. I don't know. They must have watched your podcast and went, like, "This guy sounds like Christopher Walken." <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never noticed. I never noticed that sound like Christopher Walken. Now that I, I watch his videos, <laughs> now I'm gonna be. Oh my god, bro! I'm gonna be laughing this whole time. Now. 
bro. If I brought this up at the beginning of the shit, we would have not gone through through it. Oh, <laughs> we would have made it through ten minutes. <laughs> Uh, fuck, dude, I need you to uh, narrate something. <laughs> this is your father's watch, and that, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't only hear this shit either no more, man. I watched the video, man, like just imp- other people impersonating him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I need more cowbell. Uh, fuck, bro. That is, uh, man. Guys, I'm a Nemo cowbell. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, bro. Oh, I feel like you, you could definitely, like, work that into a bit, too. I think. I don't know. If I, I, I would, would I, bro. Like, the issue is, like, I tried doing impressions. Like, the thing about impressions, you think you're, you're good at them while you're whispering them to yourself. But then you go on and say, oh, shit, I. And he's like, fuck. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I did impression. I did impression my first time on stage. I, t- I tried to do the guy who sang sang for ACDC and like that shit fucking backfired because I had I do not have that voice at all. I was like singing. I was singing in the car on the way there. I was like, uh, <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I got it. Like, nope. Damn. And that's like what I like when I see a like uh, uh, one of these poetry or theater students people doing they, they go up thinking they they're thinking they're going to do good. And then, like, out of like, like, this is a feeling only comics know or people who've done stand up know. The first, you they tell you, okay, five minutes, you go up. The first joke takes 30 seconds. You find out that shit ain't funny. And like, other, you have other shit no one's ever, ever heard of. Now you got four minutes and 30 seconds left to find out whether the shit, the, the like, just bomb and shit. Like, the, the minute, like, you tell that first joke, you know. Uh, you're in some shit. Yeah, dude. It's uh, yeah. You know, I, I had a friend tell me once. He's like, "You ever think like anything else that you want to get good at? You usually have like an hour or more than an hour to practice at it. Like, you know, football practice is probably like an hour and a half, probably more. Maybe you're doing two, two a day or some shit. You know? Yeah. And then you know that that way, you know, you got like three to four hours of practice a day. Um, that's a lot of time to try to get good at something. Uh, with stand-up comedy, you have five minutes. You have five minutes to try to get good at something. And if, like, you're really fucking hustling, you know, you're hitting up three mics a night, uh, and you're making, like, a 30-minute drive in between, you know, which is, that, you know, that's tough. Uh, that's tough to do. And even then, you're only getting 15 minutes of stage time, uh, which is a long time as far as stand-up, but <clears throat> it just... It is hard to try to get good at something like stand. It just takes it takes a it takes a long time, just because of the time restriction. It has to be the only. It has to be the only art form that um, where the be the, the entry level is the most difficult. I think, mm-hmm. it, it, like it has to be because where the entry level is going to open mics, you're not doing like. And I hate, I hate fucking, I heard this, I heard one guy at an audience, who was an audience member, I forgot who the comic was, but like the audience member was like, like heckling or some shit, then like, it was like, what, what, like the, the comic guy is like, what, you do stand up? Like I do, uh, and then the audience member was like, I think it's some Indian dude, he's like, I do, I have one, like, I do, I have a take a stand up comedy course. I was like, what the fuck is a stand up comedy course? <laughs> 
<laughs> and like like uh the comic he's asking is how long you've been doing it uh like how, how long you've been taking the course like three months like and how's it going i have one minute of material now like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you dude one minute of material. what you wait you might as well go get your money back bro <laughs> I wonder if his one minute was like solid though. Like, what if he had like a really good one minute? But then again, if you're not trying it, if you're not an open mic, then uh, you know. Then. Was he gonna do do repeat that minute five times? It's like no, yeah. nah, you can't do that. You can't do that. But um, man, I remember like before doing stand up comedy, I thought there was stand up comedy classes in Houston. Like, I, I had no idea how it worked, and like, because I wasn't active on Instagram or like. Uh, you know anywhere where you would find these mics so i had no idea how it worked um and i thought there was like a stand-up comedy class closest thing to it they used to have these workshops at uh at the houston improv before the mic and um and the guy that ran it was he one of the first things he would tell you is like hey like if you're here to try to be funny then like this isn't for like this class isn't for you like either you got it or you don't um he, he was just like teaching us like how to navigate through, uh, I guess being a stand-up comedian, like don't be fucking weird and asking other people to book you on shows, like wait till it's your turn. Um, you know, dress, dress the part, like don't fucking dress like shit, you know, don't, um, uh, whatever. And, and, so, and that works for some people, you know, some people could wear shorts or whatever, sweats and they're fine, you know, but um, <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, I think that was like the closest thing I got to like a stand-up comedy class. But still, that wasn't a class though. He would just, or he would even let you run bits by him, and they would tell you like where it was good, where it was bad. But um, yeah, I still think that's helpful. I don't know how much help uh, an online comedy class would be though. I don't think what that the would be fuck, helpful. bro? How, where, <laughs> bro? If you take an online comedy class, you wasted your money, bro. You deserve to get kicked in the chest or <laughs> something, bro. Bro, because like. <clears throat> Okay, so like my all my life I've been watching stand up since I was probably like nine, ten years old. I don't know how long. Uh, I've always wanted to do it, and I also had that fear, like what, what the hell? How do I get started? Like what, what, what do I do? And it's like you, you, that you ever heard that Louis C.K. Uh, bit? Like, I think hell is just an empty hallway, and nobody tells you where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cause that, that, nothing more fucking anxiety, like. Like you suck a demon's dick and then another demon comes. You know, you didn't have to suck that guy's dick. That's not part of your damnation. <laughs> but like, I think that's kind of what comedy is. Like, yeah. Like when when I when like I was looking for open mic, I went to Rudd's and I thought like you signed up in person. Then like I was like, where's the like I don't know what to do here. I, I like I was scared. I was sitting alone. And then I went I went up to to the host and I was like, hey, uh. How do we sign up? And apparently it turns out you have to sign up four days in advance at uh, four days in advance through email. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and like, I was like, and that's scary because like, then like when, when you start doing stand, it was like, I was like, I need to like talk to people who are experienced. Like I need to like, cause I have no idea what I'm doing. Like the jokes yeah. aren't hitting. I don't think, I don't even think I'm writing this. Like this does not feel good at all. Like Cat Williams doesn't sound like this. It was like, whatever the fuck. But yeah. so that's when I took a I, I took a hiatus like after like my first month of Santa like I took like a couple months and I, I and I was that's when I was having like po- like like people on the podcast from from L.A. like like established comics who 
had specials, did movies and shit. I was like, oh man, like, and, and that really helped because when I come back, I, I like felt I had a better grasp. So I wasn't good yet, but I knew what the fuck I was doing at least. So, so that like, there's that and like, like yeah, after a while, that's scary. Like, what I what I think needs to happen is like, when there was like, there's more um. Whenever there's like a, a guy who wants to start doing stand up, like what, what what we should do is like like it would take him to an open mic because otherwise he's gonna be scared shitless. He's not gonna know what to do, and like maybe we get help like help like the process, like the the painful prof, pr- process of getting to know people of, of getting to know people and whatever the fuck. Because bro, I wish I had like one guy just tell me, hey man, like I'm going coming to this open mic. You come with me. Put we put our names on the list. Get get. Get like get 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 to writing, get some jokes, get a set list, whatever, and like we'll we'll be straight. And maybe that will be like the fucking foundation I would have needed to like, like I would have been like probably as good as I'm gonna be like six months from now. I'll probably be that good right now if I had that. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I think that 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 would definitely be helpful. But I also think um, like part of the of getting good at stand up comedy or. I feel like stand-up comedy weeds out a lot of people who uh, just aren't willing to withstand that pain because it's so painful starting out because you don't know anybody. You're sitting by yourself. Your jokes aren't good. Um, you don't even know what mics to go to. You, you get bumped all the way down a list. You're at a mic for fucking two to three hours trying to get on for five minutes. And then sometimes you go on super late and they don't even let you do five minutes. Sometimes they'll fucking light you at three or you know <clears throat> and um i knew that time that, fell short that, fuck i knew that <laughs> shit fell short <laughs> yeah yeah and um i think that's kind of like the beautiful thing about seeing uh or even coming up with a certain group of guys because like you realize or all these guys dealt with a very similar thing at the same time you were dealing with it and now you know you're coming up with the same group of guys which i think like allows you to have like a a certain amount of like camaraderie within this group of people like which is why like uh, you know you have like an admiration for them or why you respect them because it's like man like yeah these, these motherfuckers were in hell with me and we're you know some people are still in it i feel like sometimes i'm still in hell i was at a fucking mic yesterday i got bumped i don't know how many times uh and after the last comic or the comic before me went up uh and the entire room left you know, and uh, I was like, oh God, bro. I mean, maybe there was like four people, you know, but still like compared to 15, well, there's four people, you know, but that's just, that's just the name of the game though. You know, some people have, <clears throat> some people put more time into it. Some people are really good at it, you know, so they deserve to get bumped up or whatever, but sometimes it hurts. It, it definitely, it, it's fucking painful sometimes. Yeah. We should go to, we should go to up to Brian some, sometime. Uh, go to that open mic up in Texas. Uh, yeah, Brian, Texas, up in like oh, okay. uh, go to th- third. You ever been there? The third floor? No, 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 I never been there. Yeah, it's like a it's like college station, um, Texas A and M. So mm-hmm. a lot of college students. Let's go next month after the students come back. You want to go when the students uh come back? Nothing but white girls and scream drunk and screaming vaginas to to entertain. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't like yeah, how. I'm down to go. Um, yeah, because I've never been to Brian, and I, I heard that room's pretty good too. Um, so I'm, I'm down to try it out. I mean, I think just yeah, even just getting out of town and like doing mics. 
Uh, <clears throat> yeah, just one like, hour. You know, it's just one hour from here. Yeah, yeah, and, and it feels it feels good. Like it feels like refreshing. I think, uh, especially like if you go with a group of people, it, it's like it's super fun, man. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Like I'm glad I've gone out on trips with fucking with Nate, Michael, Victor. You know all these guys. Wow. Um, and if Marlo. you need a designated, if you need a designated driver, I'm your guy because y'all know I'm the I'm the like the only guy. Not only am I not allowed to drink, I refuse to. Like I, I'll be good to go. Oh yeah, no, hold on. My bad. My uh, I got a phone call. Okay. It was a scam likely yeah. call. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, you said you refused to drink. Yeah. That what yeah. Well, well. Uh, that's good that's good what what makes you you just don't you just don't like drinking or, or what is it no i have a i just know bro i have an addictive personality it's just if it feels good i'm gonna do it again bro it's, it, there's no doubt about it and like yeah. so i don't want to i don't even want to uh even open that pandora's box uh yeah. next thing you know i'm gonna be half naked uh dancing on top of a car after the open mic because i bombed <laughs> shit. it's like <laughs> Always gonna be getting yeah. a fight with the bartender. Plus, y'all, if y'all want to get fucked up and I'm there, you know I'm. A, I know you know you, y'all know I, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna be able to get you. I want to be that. I want to be dependable. It's convenient for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. I think that's a. Yeah, that's good. I think you know. I think like a. I didn't. I didn't really start drinking until I started doing comedy. Um, like, I, of course, like before that, like in high school or whatever, just fucking. I don't know, just going to parties and shit, but um after that i didn't really drink bro like i remember when i started doing comedy i was just like man i don't i don't know vodka and soda sounds disgusting and then and then now fucking i don't know <laughs> i'm just like i uh, i enjoy it. i enjoy it. i don't know what it is i don't do it because i'm nervous I, get, I mean i get really nervous either way but i don't know i think it just like kind of allows me to i don't know feel more loose and kind of like not be scripted, I guess, uh, not sound robotic. Um, but also, I don't need it. I, I mean, I shouldn't have a crutch either. You know, where it's it's like uh, like Popeye spinach or something. Like I don't, I don't need that. Yeah, I, don't I think need about it. I think about you, yeah. I think about your say. It would not sound good if you were slurring. Like so, it would not. It would not sound good if you were like just slurring your words, but. I mean, like a little buzz to get you like, uh, like amped up a little bit. So yeah, would be good. Yeah, 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 man. I, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I don't know. It's a slippery slope, though. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, but uh, I have this. Uh, and I don't think I'm gonna do this joke a lot uh, from now on. But so I think I'm gonna tell it. Uh, addictive personality. Like I said, like if it feels good, I'm gonna do it again. I'm like. Um, like I've seen cocaine before and you know, doing cocaine is like fat girls. You might not like the way it smells, but still you're going to shove your face in there. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you going to be that. at, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was, was going to say, um, damn, something about fat girls. What was it? Oh yeah, no, I have like a couple of fat girl jokes, man, and um, you know sometimes they hit. Sometimes it's actually like some, you know, the the heavy hitters in the fucking room. 
and it's just silence. I'm just there. I just hear the. You know where that would work. You know where that would work. That that fucking uh, a yoga studio where Nate does a show at. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he has a show there coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, that's a, cool. I could tell those jokes, man, because I am a chubby chaser. I don't give a fuck. They tell me like if I got in, if I got into better cha- if I got into better shape, where I still fuck with fat girls. Yeah, I could pick them up now. Uh, <laughs> fucking power clean my goal is 180 185 but <laughs> repping but oh yeah. dude you got it like you i like it. i i'm serious man my cutoff is they asked me would you date a girl who was six eight? i was like like yeah yeah but like my cutoff six, would be eight. six eight okay yeah yeah but i'd say my cutoff would be Six three two thirty. So you just not dating any linebackers? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking Julio Jones. Julio Jones, that's <laughs> <laughs> because like, I think at my height, which is five ten, if, if like I don't give a fuck if she's bigger than me, bro. Because I my height five ten, I would I wouldn't mind one eighty five ten one eighty, because I'm five ten one seventy. So that's less like if, if we were boxing, like if she like if we were boxing, she she wouldn't win by just leaning on me. That's basically what it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah. But, you know, it's a height. The height's important because if she's like five one one eighty, like, damn, that bitch is built like a boxing glove. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a tank, dude. That's a fucking tank right there, man. A fucking cannonball fucking... juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just pissed off a lot of people, man. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty don't sure worry, we did. Don't worry, nobody's gonna watch this at the end, anyways. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you're gonna be at you're gonna be at Darwin's tonight. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Yeah, it's um, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. Probably a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? All right. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna head there tonight. I'm gonna head there tonight. Uh, see what else I can do get through the day, but Ooh. but yeah, uh, darn, like 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 we talked about last episode with Nate. Um, it's a tough room, so uh, you kill there. You pretty you you got you you probably got you got some in you, but but yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's a tough room. It's great. It's great to go practice. That's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good with like dealing with a lot of stuff like distractions because you open up that door, bro. There's a whole bunch of noise outside, people walking in. But sometimes it's good though. Sometimes, sometimes Darwin is actually like not a bad place to be. Like, just you know, they'll have like fucking just a, a random crowd in there sometimes. Uh, sometimes it does just get a little noisy in there. Yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little tough to yeah. do good. Yeah, especially you gotta go in comedy. there. Yeah, you gotta go in there sharp sure yeah and like and that's another thing like when there's a bunch of comics when there's nothing but comics like that's when i like to be do my best because you know like nothing better than like like you because you know this like and and i know this personally like you're trying to get your set you're trying to get into character you're trying to get into in in that feeling so when you go Mm -hmm. up up on stage so you're not really paying attention and like and sometimes i feel bad about it but like then then again like i know that they will they will do the same and it's not the comics yeah. until like maybe if you're lucky, the comics who get out, who 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 already gone and stay around to to, to see the uh, to to see the rest of the the show, but like that's um, 
that's what that's what I, that's what I want to do. I want to be sharp, and that's my goal. That's like when there's like a bunch of comics there trying to get their get get their shit together. Like if I make mm-hmm. them laugh, then then like I know that's a, that's that's a, that like that's a solid that's a solid set. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, and it feels good. It feels it's kind of like I guess like confirmation. Like oh, okay, I guess my jokes my jokes can work in front of uh, maybe an, an unsuspecting crowd too. Mortals mortals they could work around mortals yeah. <laughs> like i said like like comics we're like we're different people bro like if you start out like the first month two months three months or if you're having a, a hard time six months that's like gonna weed you out if you if you're not not built for it like like you said oh yeah yeah man because yeah we were saying earlier man it's just it's hard <laughs> it's fucking hard and i don't think it ever gets I don't know, man. You know, even if you're like a seasoned comedian, I don't think it necessarily gets easy. Um, I think you just get used to it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, anything you need to uh, like? Where are you gonna be at like uh, for the next couple of weeks, man? You know? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a show next week on the fourteenth. Uh, secret group. Tuesday Gigante run by Jesse Saldana. That dude's fucking hilarious, man. That guy's fucking, that guy's funny as hell. But every time I see him, man, I'm like, it's fucking teared up. Um, and then the week after that, oh man, I, w- I wish I was more informed on it. But uh, yeah, I got a show. It's like hosted by like Patrick Eady, uh, called like Knockout Comedy Showcase, I think. It's actually going to be at an MMA gym, which like, that should be fucking sweet. I think it's called like the Richmond Training Center. Um, yeah, Dude, we're cool. doing shows everywhere. Uh, MMA gym? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, bro. I In think the he, fucking I think octagon? Bro, yeah, I don't even know what, what the what the setup going to look like, but that should that should, that should be fucking sweet. Um, damn, and for now, I think I think that's that's it for the rest of the month, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and to the people at home, man, you gotta check out the you gotta check out this guy in person, man. Like you like I said, you want like you're a beast, bro. And like I, I and I like watching you every time. So that's why I like I, I'm glad I had you on here. And to the people Thanks, at, to the people and like to the people listening to this, bro, like if you're not if you're not having gone to a, a, an open mic or a, or a show, man, you gotta ch- uh, check this dude out, man. It, uh, I respect him. I like this guy, and he's gonna like I know you're gonna be big, bro. I, I'm being completely uh, honest man. with you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on, bro. It was sure. cool. It was cool just talking for a while and getting to know you a little bit better, man. But yeah, thanks for having me on, bro. So closing this out in my narr- narrator voice, uh, I'm gonna need more cowbell. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh-